welcome to None of This is Real. It's a podcast where we talk about mysterious and weird stuff. And I can see up Sarah's nose. I'm Doomsday Domini. I'm Sarah Sinkhole, and I'm trying to see if you can see up into my brain. I see your brain. It's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Fringe, like, thank you. Such a pretty think, color. Such a nice magenta. Ooh. Your brain's Ooh. beautiful, too. Fine, thank you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, enough <laughs> anyway, of that. Has anything weird happened to you in the last week or so since we've seen one another? I'll tell you the least weird thing. <laughs> I'll save the I'll save the really weird thing for next episode. So this morning I went to take my son over to my parents' house, which they live next door, so that I could record because he's out of school. And obviously that's not working out very well because I guess I should be flattered that my son wants to keep talking to me while I'm doing something. So I'll I'll, I'll try to think of it that way. But so I took him over there, and I was like, I gotta go, mom, because. I got to go do my thing. Thanks for watching my kid. Love you. Appreciate you. And she's like, hold on. I need you to look at this article, which is 75% of the conversations that my mom starts with me are, hold on, I need you to look at this article. I got an article for you to read. The other day it was about how um, nobody breathes correctly. You're supposed to um, access your diaphragm when you breathe. (laughs) Anyway, so this this article was about a zombie snake, they're calling it. That my mom felt the need to worry me about. I thought this was good podcast uh, fodder. It's a, it's a hognose, an eastern hognose snake. And they are non-venomous, but apparently they play dead. Oh my so God. they'll roll over on their back. I don't know why they do it. Maybe they're scared. Or they just like to, to fuck with you. So the article was all about, like, if you see this dead snake, don't pick it up. Because it might not be dead. And I'm like, who the hell out there <laughs> is just like, oh! dead snake i'm gonna pick that up because ew it's dead it's probably got dead germs on it stop dead germs so yeah dead germs (laughs) you know what i mean um yeah so this is both a weird thing a zombie snake and also a public service announcement people out there don't pick up dead snakes because they might not be dead and then you'll it won't bite you or poison you but you might have a heart attack and also, ew, why are you picking up dead stuff? Are you a taxidermist? Use a stick. I mean, I'm not judging anybody. I like, I have bones and I have like a dried lizard in a jar and I got like weird stuff, but I didn't touch it with my fingers. I picked it up with my teeth, duh. I, I licked it and then I bit it. It's like the bend anyway. and snap, but it's the lick and bite. <laughs> That's, that is the correct way to pick up a dead thing. Yeah, so zombie snakes, that's my weird thing. Thanks for letting me know. I will not... I was planning on going around and collecting dead snakes today, but I'll get some gloves first. Please wear your gloves. Yeah. I will. And one of... Just be careful. Also, that eastern hognose is kind of cute. Like, I don't don't really like snakes. Stay away from me. uh, Far away. But it has this little upturned nose. (laughs) It's pretty cute, actually, for a snake. It sounds cute. You should giggle it. So what's the what weird thing are you gonna tell me about? Well, I went to Myrtle Beach, which was dirty Myrt. It is a fucking spectacle for real. It was uh-huh. it was really really fun. It's like the Venice Beach of the South. It's like, <laughs> is it? Is that what Venice Beach is like? It's swir- it's more uh, Venice Beach is more like there's artists and performers and stuff. Well, you could probably call some of those people dirty Myrt <laughs> artists and performers. 
course. And there's skateboarders, and there's uh, Venice Beach is a whole um, spectacle in and of itself, but it's the West Coast version. Myrtle Beach is like, it's just hilarious. So anyway, that's not it really is. the weird thing. It's just tons and tons of people everywhere, and it was great people watching. But the weird thing is we dropped off Puck at my parents' house, so we went a detour to, through Winston-Salem, and then on the way back we picked him up. And my uncle Mark and Aunt Marsha were visiting. So they stopped by right when my dad and I were playing some songs. And Mark uh, Mark came in and he was like, oh, I like that song. You guys sounded good. And then <clears throat> he said, in October, we're having a get-together. Like, he's he's part of some fiat, fiat nerd festival. I don't know. Oh, my lord, of course Mark is a fiat nerd and there's a festival. Oh, my God. So I don't know exactly what it's called, but they're they're ending their little tour um, somewhere nearby my parents, and they're gonna have like bands and food and stuff like that. Wow! And he was like, "We're we'll play some songs. Like you and your dad can play some songs, and I'll play bass." And so we're starting a band. You're starting a band with Uncle Mark and your dad. Yes, and I think I want to call us Up a Tree. Up a tree? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because when I was, t- I think I was 12, my uncle Mark had to, maybe I was 13, he came and got me out of a tree because I got stuck in a tree. There's video of it. There's footage oh, of it. Oh, man. There's a, I want to see that video. I got stuck in a tree once, but my uncle Mark wasn't there. It was the neighbor, the older neighbor boy had to come get me out of the tree. It was very embarrassing for me. It's like, it's easy to climb the tree, and then you look down, and you're like, oh, there's no way I'm ever getting down from here. I guess oh, I'm no. a bird now. Yep. <laughs> I'm, this magnolia tree is my home now. I'm up here. <laughs> the branches are so, so tiny. I can't go anywhere. So if you think of any other band names, I'm open. Oh, but my God. I, for oh, now, well, I'm like up a tree. I'll let you know if I come up with anything. I better see video of this happen. Oh, or maybe you can just come. Am I invited to Mark's Fiat Fest? Come I'm on inviting down to you Uncle now. Mark's Fiat Fest. <laughs> I'm inviting you right now. Thanks. That'll you be fun. You are family. Yeah, they, Mark and Marcia know me. I've been yeah. around for a minute. Oh my god. Yeah. Been around Fiat for several Fest. minutes. And so we're going to play like four or five songs. So you're going to have band the... practice. We're going to have to have band practice. <laughs> oh my god. I am listening. Oh, that is good stuff. It could be the something something family band. That's always good. Then people are going to think we have a banjo and we don't. That's false advertising. Does every family band have to have a banjo? Is that the rule? Yours didn't. No, that's true. Red Snapper family band. We have no banjo. We had a bunch of other shit, but no banjos. Well, as long as you have a bunch of other shit, I think you're good. So, what we're talking about today are predictions from the show the simpsons simpsons predictions and i'll just i'll just tell you that the satirical animated tv show premiered in 1989 and has since (laughs) contained scenes that actually happened later in real life (gasps) (gasps) matt graving is a psychic futurist so yeah so a lot of people think that there, the Simpsons writers and showrunners are actually predicting the future and or or possibly maybe it's that life just imitates art. Could that be it? That's probably it. So I'm going to tell you about three 
major predictions that The Simpsons has made. Okay. And I got my I got most of my info from a YouTube video from a user called Screen Rant. And it's called 10 Freaky Simpsons Predictions that are actually easy to explain if you want to watch that. Okay. If you want to just go watch that instead of listening to us talk about it, you totally can. Just turn this podcast off and go watch go watch some YouTube videos. <laughs> Goodbye. Save yourself some heartache. <laughs> some heartache. We're going to break your hearts. Oh my god. So, Sorry. the first one that I will tell you about. The Simpsons predicted that there would be smartwatches. <gasps> in season six, episode 19, called Lisa's Wedding, um, this happened in 1995, where in the 95. episode, Lisa encountered a fortune teller at a Renaissance fair who offered her a glimpse into the future. Oh, the irony. So in the episode, they're, they're looking at the future. Yeah. So oh, okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. And in, in this future... Lisa meets the man of her dreams, and he proposes, but the proposal goes wrong. And so when the proposal goes wrong, he speaks into his wristwatch to tell his team to execute plan B. So he's talking into a watch. Now, this was 20 years before smartwatches, which came out in 2015. Of course, there's also, like, the fact that it's not unique to the simpsons sci-fi movies and dick tracy also featured wristwatches used for communicating so i was just thinking about dick tracy yeah <laughs> i used to love that movie and also do you remember those really rad calculator watches and stuff and like ones yeah that i feel like a little game on them totally yes and i i, I feel like walkie talkies were already a thing you know like beepers were already a thing pagers so it was it's not that much of a stretch yeah, I mean, I guess also in 1995, talking into your watch like that would have seemed a lot more advanced than it probably seems to us now. Yes, I kind of wish that we had uh, thought about that back then and just walked around talking into our watches like a couple of weirdos. <laughs> and then people would think we could tell the future. Mm -hmm. Let's do something like that now. We What can we talk into? I'm going to talk into my nipple. Okay. And then in the future, there will be nipple phones. Nipple phones. Get the nipple phone. It's an emergency. My right nipple is a, is a biological real nipple. My left nipple is an implant. From outer I space. Can talk, I can call my mom whenever I want. <laughs> it's a terrible idea and dumb. Be quiet now. I like Thank it. You. I really like okay. it. Okay. <clears throat> I'm sure. I also heard that your best lipstick color is the color of your nipples. Basically go to the makeup counter and whip out your boob just whip that titty out and be like which one of these cover girl shades matches my areola wait your areola or your nipple the the part that's like tinted the part that's like tinted <laughs> the part that looks like lipstick which one is that <laughs> my whole boob is lipstick colored whoa yeah don't tell anybody it's a secret i'm that's really your... embarrassed about it wait that's your areola right mm-hmm uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the next one. <laughs> the Simpsons <laughs> also talk. predicted, speaking of boobs and areola, the Lady Gaga halftime show. What? Not that she's like synonymous with boobs, but she has boobs and the costume she wore was accentuating her boobs. So I thought it was a good transition. Yes. it's a, you've, It was very natural. And now that we're talking about it, it's making it even more natural. Yes. <laughs> less and less awkward as we go. 
Um, so in season 23, episode 22, called Lisa Goes Gaga, in this 2012 episode, Lady Gaga is passing through Springfield on her way to a concert. And then she sees what a huge bummer it is to live in Springfield. So, yeah, so she treats the town to a performance. And in that performance in the show, she wore a silver spark shooting suit that she shot, um, like, sparks out of her boobies. Oh, wow. And she flew over the audience. Right. Pretty awesome. I feel like that would be a really good thing to be wearing when someone catcalls you, like the gas station. You just turn around and shoot sparks out of your titties. They would just, that's it. You like these? Pew, pew, pew. I will shoot you with my titties. So anyway, she she flies over the audience in her silver suit, spraying sparks and confetti and shit out of her nipples. And then five years later, in 2017, she performed at the Super Bowl halftime show and repelled from the roof of the stadium wearing a futuristic silver suit. Okay, now, I have two comments on this. Okay. One is, if you're going for the, they really are predicting the future, I feel like she's a hard one to predict what she's going to do. Mm-hmm. Right? She's all over the place. She wore a meat dress. She came in that egg thing. She's, you know, she's so avant-garde. Anyway, yes. and so, you, it's like, that'd be like trying to predict what Dolly was going to do. You know? Right. The fucking surreal weirdo. And... So that would be on the pro side. But on the con side, it, it's like, yeah, she could have watched that episode. And they'd just be like, wouldn't it be funny if I did that? <laughs> yeah, maybe she saw that episode and got inspired. I was like, I really like that silver suit they put me in. Yeah. I think that's what happened. I love her. Have you seen that movie? What the fuck's the name of that movie? I already forgot. Oh, the remake with, the, with yeah. B-Coops. Yeah. With old B-Coops. What's the name of it? Um, that thing you do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's really, really good in it. I ha- I honestly cannot think of a single word that's in that title or remotely what it is. You know, that remake of the Barbara Streisand, Chris Christopherson? Was it Chris Christopherson? Yeah, I think so. Why can we um, remember that like, and we can't remember the name of the movie? I don't know. Because Chris Christopherson's awesome. It's called Famous Guy falls in love with a cool chick i didn't mm-hmm. see that particular film that you're talking about it's really 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 good anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest i don't like b coops and i don't i'm ambivalent about lady gaga i'm like she's cool i was ambivalent yeah. about her before i saw this movie so oh okay you might right. you might become a convert anyway I, i'll go see that thing you do the remake <laughs> Starring you that guy and that pop star. Doing that thing you do. <laughs> I kind of wish they had actually done that movie instead. <laughs> oh, why is that? Why is that? A million pieces. <laughs> okay. Why is that the thing I thought of? I stop don't know. Me. Make me stop because I'm not even singing it right. I don't have the no, melody. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm just saying it with a whiny voice at this point. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're not even trying. I need my okay. pitch pipe. That's the note. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. You. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> Side note. The Simpsons has also been notorious for predicting winners of the Super Bowl three times in a row from 1992 to 1994. They correctly predicted the winner. 
And okay. this, all this shit has to do with Lisa. So far, Lisa's because the coolest character on the show. Yeah, and then she also she's the one who, in the episodes where they predicted the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. she the story is that she has a knack for predicting Super Bowl winners. So. Anyway, I, I guess the, my question about that one would be like, when did they predict that? When it was just everybody knew who the last two teams are, and it's like fifty-fifty, or did they predict that earlier in the season when there was still like, I don't know anything about football, but you know, when there was still like eight potential teams that could win the Super Bowl? That's a good question. <clears throat> Let me say that again without yawning. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> that question was so boring. I yawned <laughs> while I told you how much I liked it. No, it is a good question. I love that question. All right, stop. Okay, next. <laughs> uh huh. They also predicted the Siegfried and Roy tiger attack. Now, this one is very specific, and it's one of my favorites. Yes, in mine season, too. In season five, episode ten, called Springfield with a dollar sign for the S, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love Legalized Gambling. <laughs> um, Siegfried and Roy. Okay. So, if you don't know, Siegfried and Roy were a team of famous Vegas musicians who notoriously used white tigers and white lions in their acts. I didn't even know there were white lions. Did you say musician or magician? Magi- <laughs> magicians? I meant to say okay. magicians. I didn't hear. Um, white lions. Like an albino lion? I guess that's I a guess. thing. I saw a liger at the Dixie Classic Fair. Oh my gosh. So, there was a 1993 episode of The Simpsons that featured a parody duo of Siegfried and Roy called Gunther and Ernst. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And in the episode, Mr. Burns owned a casino and hosted a magic show. So, during that magic show, Gunther and Ernst are attacked by their white tiger, Anastasia, as revenge for keeping her in captivity. And then, a decade later... Roy Horn was mauled on stage by a Bengal white tiger and survived, but ended up partially paralyzed. So he was, I didn't know that. Dang. Yeah. So that one is pretty specific. Yes. That's a pretty good one. Although that's like, what are the odds that every, you know, you're like hanging out with dangerous animals every day. Yeah. And, or is it just like, they're not, they're not psychic. They just, it's like voodoo. They're like, we want this to happen. Ooh. <laughs> We're on the tiger's side, and we need that tiger to... That's horrible. Now I feel bad for saying that. <laughs> well, well, how about... Is any of that real? Do you think they really predicted any of that? I mean, there's a lot of predictions, so it, it does make you feel inclined to think there's something to that, but... I don't know. I need to. Uh, I need to work on the statistics, on the numbers, and then I'll. I'll get back to you. Run the numbers. I'll run the numbers. I don't, I don't know. know. I think. Let's. Let's. I'll tell you my three predictions that I did, and then. Then uh, we'll. Then we'll run the numbers at the end, and we'll decide. Okay. Sounds okay. good. We'll run the numbers. Now you right. go. It's my turn. Um. So I got my information from the Daily Mail, New York Times, uh, CBS Sports. And, of course, Wikipedia. Wikipedia! (gasps) That was beautiful. So, my first prediction happened in 1998. It was predicted in 1998, and then it occurred 
in 2012. And I just want to say that I just paused there before I said 2012 because I was like, I can do the math real fast. And then my brain was like, no, dummy. You sure can't. (laughs) (laughs) So it's 14. So the existence of the God particle, the Higgs boson particle, um, was talked about by scientists in 1964. So people have been uh, hypothesizing about this particle for a hot minute. But proof of the actual particle did not appear until March of 2013. I said 2012, and now this says 2013. Whatever. It's close enough. Sometime around there. So when Instagram started. Yeah, around that time. So um, when scientists were working on the Large Hadron Collider, they announced that they had discovered a particle that matched predictions of what the Higgs boson particle would be like. In the episode, The Wizard of Evergreen Terrace, there is an equation on a, on a chalkboard. Someone has written a whole book about this called The Simpsons and Their Mathematical Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the equation on the blackboard is, I think, exactly or close to the equation for the Higgs boson particle. It's pretty wild. That's very specific also. Yeah. It says the equation is just a hair off of what would become the Higgs boson particle. Maybe that's why they cracked the code because of the Simpsons. Yeah, someone, one of the scientists was watching the Simpsons and they were like, that's it! Eureka! <laughs> um, but actually, there is, a, there is some explanation for this one. Uh, one of the script writers, David X. Cohen, was responsible for sneaking in the equations. He contacted one of his high school friends, who, uh, an astronomer at Columbia, and he gave him the equation. And he just stuck it in there because he thought it would be funny, I guess, if that's what they were working on. If anyone would ever notice that Easter egg. Big and one. so many people noticed that Easter egg. <laughs> Later, I guess, when the, when, the predict, when the actual particle was discovered, it says the Higgs boson was written into the script by David Cohen, who's one of the people with a math background on this show. What he put in was a plausible guess at the time, which wow. even if even if it's not like a real prediction, I think that's so precious and rad. I'm like, look at the little dorky yeah. writers of The Simpsons like sneaking in dork jokes. It makes me so happy. I love it. Okay. This one says, I think this is the most recent prediction. All the, unless there has been one since 2017. In the episode, When You Dish Upon a Star, <laughs> there is a sign that reads 20th Century Fox, a division of Walt Disney Corporation. And this was in 1998 that this aired also. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so the prediction is, it came true in 2017 when Disney paid $52 billion. Jeez. For 20th Century Fox. 21st Century Fox, excuse me. Bananas. First of all, that is just... I'm not going to start talking about the uh, corporations and the absurd amount of money we spend on just pointless, crazy bullshit, but... Ah! That's so much money! (laughs) Yeah. It's it's insane. Don't get me started either. Okay. Let's... Nope. I'm going to... I'm just going to knock that toadstool over right now. I'm not getting on it. (laughs) We'll get on it when we get on the front porch together. I cannot wait. Oh my gosh. We're going to bitch about so many things. Okay. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Jay and Lorenzo are going to be like, oh, God, there's way too much feminine rage on the front porch. We can't go out there. We're going to go play Frisbee. It's scary out there. <laughs> and we're going to hacky sack in the backyard. <laughs> okay, so basically it's the same thing or a similar thing that just, you know, there's a lot of mergers all the time in the corporate world, I guess. God, ugh. So one of the show's writers, Al Jean, said that The Simpsons air a year after they're produced. So they write it, and then a year later it comes out. Oh, wow. There's also that. Because animation takes a long time. You have to, I guess... I can't imagine editing a cartoon is very easy, because if you change the script, you gotta go back and, like, draw a bunch of extra cells. I don't know. I don't know how the they, thing do, they it. do I don't either, but it must take a while. So there was a whole year, which... I guess allows for some window of, like, more relevant things to happen before the episode comes out. But also, many of the writers of The Simpsons are Harvard-educated and or also just really freaking smart and into all that kind of stuff. There's another book written about The Simpsons and their smarty-pants ways uh, called The Simpsons and Philosophy which has been taught in college courses at the University of California, Berkeley, and other schools. Oh, wow, that sounds fun. It's really great. So, yeah, another another book written about an, yet another... Something's going on with The Simpsons. I don't know what it is. If they're, if they're not predicting the future, they're just a bunch of really smart, awesome people. Yeah. But, uh, to be fair, there probably has been some problematic stuff in there since it's been around for so long. And Most likely, I can think of some things, but let's not go there either. Let's just acknowledge that they're there. <laughs> they are there. Two different theirs right there. They are there, there. They're there, they're there. They're there, Sarah. You can do this. So my third prediction is also sports-related, and it is that they predicted that the U.S. would win gold in curling at the Olympics. <laughs> So, so they're all so fucking specific. That's really, really specific. That it's one hilarious. to me too. It's like that's not a scientific discovery. That's not a performer. Nobody talks about curling. Who gives a shit? Sorry, curling Sorry, fans. Curlers. Sorry, yeah. curlers and curling fans. So if you don't know, curling is a sport in which players slide stones on a sheet of ice toward a target area. It's related to bowls or shuffleboard. So two teams with four players take turns sliding heavy, polished granite stones, also called rocks. <laughs> oh, rocks, yeah. <laughs> stones are also called rocks, if you didn't know. <laughs> Across the ice curling sheet towards the house, a circular target marked on the ice. Each team has eight stones, with each player throwing two. <laughs> that sounds like something my son would make up. <laughs> Get these rocks and then throw them. And At then my house. hit them with a stick. Uh, the purpose is to accumulate the highest score for a game. Points are scored for the stones resting closest to the center of the house at the conclusion of each end. Which is completed when both teams have thrown all their stones. <laughs> so, I can't believe that has been a sport so much longer than snowboarding. It's weird. Guys. I, but when you really think about any sport, you know, curling seems weird. It's like religion. You know, if you're, if you're, if you watch football every Sunday and you also go to church everybody else's sports and religions <laughs> seem weird to you but just look at your own look at your own sport look at football really look, and like think about it outside of any of your knowledge or basketball it's just like here's a round thing throw it in this thing 
and have a bunch of rules about touching and stepping and <laughs> other things. It's all really weird. Yeah, it is all really weird. You can tell I've smoked a lot of weed in my life because <laughs> it's like, if you just really think about anything, it's really fucking weird, man. Everything is really weird. <laughs> like, why does my dad watch golf? How do you, I can see how you would that play one. golf. Mm-mm. Yeah. I don't understand me. how you watch golf. I really don't either. That is a, that is a question. I, you know, hey, turkey buzzards out there. Do you watch golf? Do you understand why people watch golf? Please explain it to us. We don't get it. It's mysterious and weird. It is mysterious and weird. So, back to talking about curling. Oh, yeah. I, there's more explanation of the game. So, you know those, like, little brooms they have where they just, like, run the broom back and forth on the ice in front of the rock to steer it? Yeah. It's called sweeping a, it's called sweeping a rock. Oh, yeah. Of course. Makes so sense. Just keeping it Sweeping simple. a rock. Yet again, something my son would make up in the kitchen when I just went to the bathroom for a second and then he breaks stuff. That's what always happens. I'm on the commode, I say. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm on, Mom's on the commode. Don't break anything. <laughs> Don't break anything while I'm on the commode. Why am I from Wisconsin or something all of a sudden? I don't know. All You're right. Slender Man. I am Slender Man. So sweeping a rock decreases the friction which makes the rock travel a straight path so you're steering a rock across some ice that's in the olympics because what is life um so the episode aired eight years before on uh this 12th episode of season 21 called boy meets curl (laughs) marge and homer join a mixed doubles curling team Marge injures her shoulder, and they qualify for gold, and then defeat Team Sweden. So, it's not exactly right, but it's pretty close. But Switzerland did take bronze, so it was close. So, the which year did did that prediction come true? 2018? 2018. Yes. And wh- who won curling? The U.S. The U.S. won. Okay, we won. Yeah. U.S. We won gold, and silver was Russia, and then Switzerland had the bronze. So that's kind of close. Sw- Sweden, Switzerland. Sorry, they got all very people close. out there that I just offended. So that's pretty crazy to me because that's a really weird, obscure sport. I don't know anybody who plays it or watches it or talks about it. Let's join a curling team. Okay. <laughs> Let's start a curling league this year. Okay. Sounds good. Appalachian curling. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit different. We don't got no ice floors over here, so we just uh, oil up the linoleum in the kitchen. With Cairo <laughs> syrup. Yep. That would be too sticky, I oh, feel that like. that would be. That's a different sport. We just use uh, lard. We just oil up the linoleum floor with lard. Mm-hmm. And we get some of them uh, rocks from the driveway. And we get a Swiffer. Get Mama Swiffer out. And you gotta get it all the way to the commode. The goal is sweep a rock into the commode, y'all. You can do it. We're going for the gold. Anyway. Anyway. So, what do you think? What do your What do you think? Is any of that real? Did they really predict any of that stuff? I think they could have predicted the merger with Disney because they're in the biz. They're in the biz, man. You know, maybe Disney Plus, was talking about it for a while. Doesn't Disney own like everybody now? 
I think so. Google they and Disney. They own a lot of... They own everything. Yeah. Let's see. And then the other ones were curling. Curling. That's, I... Man. I don't know. That seems like... How is that a coincidence? How did you come up with that, that one, one, guys? That one's pretty convincing. Yeah. I'm kind of convinced about that. That they just are... They just have a really keen intuition or... One of their friends is an Olympic curler, or so like somehow I think they, they really had someone that. in the know. Yeah. And then what was your first one? The God Particle. Oh, and then the God Particle. Yeah, I, I think they were just onto something because um, the because of the contact they had. Yeah. The the guy who. It's still just precious, no matter what. Yeah, I, I just I for like some it. reason think that's so cute. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're. I think they just really have their finger on the pulse of what's going on, and they just like us, just like us. Just mm-hmm. watch. We're gonna predict the future, and I also think that we should be watching The Simpsons more, right? Like, what if you, you know, what if you watch it really closely and you invest in some stocks and. Yeah, I was gonna say. I wonder if anybody after like the first or second time that Lisa predicted the Super Bowl winner, if if. Somebody was like, you know what? I'm just going to go with Lisa. I'm going to bet on this. My whole nest egg. Well, if they did it in 1993 or 1994, then they did great. That's probably the way that I would choose to um, make gambling decisions if I were a gambler. I'd be like, oh, what did the Simpsons say? (laughs) Yeah. Well, so there you go. There you go, guys. Life imitates art, and the Simpsons writers are really on it. They're super smart, and... They are also psychic, I guess. They might be a little or bit psychic. You never know. If you're not unsure about that, go back and listen to our episode about psychics. It's a two-parter, y'all. It is a two-parter. Do you uh, do you have any questions for the Magic 8-Ball, speaking of predicting the future? Uh, hmm. I was just going to ask the Magic 8-Ball if the nipple phone was going to catch on. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. We could ask the Magic 8-Ball future about the future. Magic okay. 8-Ball... Will we ever have a nipple phone? Most likely. I knew it! God. Yeah. Get on that, Simpsons writers. I'll give you a little... A little, uh... Fodder for your next episode. Write a, do one about the nipple phone, and then in 20 years, everyone will be like, the Simpsons predicted the nipple phone. <laughs> You're welcome. That's You're free. welcome, Matt Grading. Uh, any other predictions that you want to ask the Magic 8-Ball? Like, um... I don't know, I have to pee so bad I can't think straight. <laughs> okay, I'll just ask, Do are the Simpsons writers psychic? That's a good one. I like that. That's a good question. Maybe. Oh, you gotta, okay. We got a maybe. We got an ambiguous eight ball over here. I wish there was a side of the eight ball thing that just said, I don't know. Like, <laughs> make it sound like it has an attitude. I don't, I don't know. No. God, I'm tired, okay? Give me a break. Stop shaking me around. <laughs> complaining magic eight ball okay so we got what was the other one we were gonna we tm'd oh the oh man we're gonna have to go back and listen to the episode well now we have a just a belligerent annoyed a belligerent magic, magic eight, eight ball. ball i like it we're gonna make so much money on these magic eight ball ideas tm 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 all right all right y'all if you have if if maybe the Simpsons have predicted something in your own personal life. Yeah, let us know. Oh, one time I worked on a TV show for two years. I was a stand-in. And I swear 
the, some of the episodes, the writers, it was a kid's show about like a family that lived with ghosts. It wasn't serious. But sometimes I would be reading <laughs> the very script serious. or watching the rehearsal and I'd be like, did you spy on me this week? Because oh this came out of my life. And it's very strange. So what you're saying is that your life as an adult human resembled a show about <laughs> a kid's show about a family that lived with ghosts. <laughs> yes, ma'am. That is exactly what I'm telling you. That sounds right. I, I like it. I, I feel like, yep, that makes a lot of sense. Isn't that appropriate, though, for me? Oh, that is funny. Yeah, please write us an email. Yeah, do you have any predictions do you have any ideas for the future that you want to lay on us? Are you on a curling team? Please tell us about curling. Explain it. What's <laughs> what's going on? Please email us at noneofthisisrealpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Oh, you can send us a, an audio clip of your voice telling us something that... Just anything, really. As long as it's nice. Yeah. Something yeah. that's real to you. Don't be mean. Don't be a jerk. Something that scares you. What would you do if you could travel through time? Yeah. Why do you um, believe in aliens? We want to hear your wisdom. Follow <laughs> us on Instagram. None of this is real podcast for a visual experience. And out, I work um, hard on that visual experience. Out of context quotes from the show. <laughs> <laughs> and what else? Pa- uh, Patreon. We have a Patreon page. We'll send you some weird shit, y'all, if you want to support the podcast. We need, we need stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in a fort. Uh, my phone is on a spatula with rubber bands. <laughs> I could upgrade, but I have a child, so I got I got priorities. <laughs> That's right. We have to think of the children first. Think of the children and support us on Patreon. Let's guilt our five listeners into giving us money <laughs> because. Come on. My child is hungry. No, he's not. I'm kidding. Everything's great. We're good. <laughs> You're just not going to buy a fancy phone. and I've just got a phone on a spatula. You it's can't fine. get a new spatula yet. It's okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. No, but for real, I am moving soon. And when I do that, I'm going to make us a nice little space to record. It's quiet. There's not going to be any dogs barking and there's not going to be any garbage trucks and it's going to be cool. Yeah. And then we're going to move up to the mountains and we're going to be able to podcast in the same room. And I'm so excited about it. So if you want to support this podcast sounding better and having more content for you guys, send us a little Patreon. We'll send you a weird gift. What else? Anything? If you can't, if you can't afford a spatula for your phone and or or a Patreon donation, well, it would be helpful if you uh, rated and reviewed us. That'd be rad. Oh, we would love that. It would get mm-hmm. us we would get appreciate us on the it. charts, help us help people find our weirdness, help us tell... connect with other weirdos. Yes, connect us with all the other weirdos. We need a network of weird. A um, net weird? No. <laughs> Oh, okay. Or you could just, you know, tell your friends and family, tell your enemies, tell your coworkers, tell the ghosts that live in the house with you. <laughs> tell them to, to listen to our podcast. And also, you don't have to believe in any of this. You don't and you shouldn't. But you should and you do have to believe on yourself. Believe all over yourself. Just rub the belief all over and let it let it sit and sink in for at least five to seven minutes. Yeah, and, and then you can rinse. And then you can rinse it off. Anyways, goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
Marsha, what is real to you? What is real? My relationships that are that are uh, integral to my life and to my happiness and my well-being.